Hello and welcome to the Dogs in 3 podcast. This is Matthew Keith, and as you all know, our Diamond Dogs just won the 2021 National Championship. Those are words we didn't ever know if we'd get to say. This run and this championship was so special to so many people, and I want to do a podcast that talked to different people and gave their perspectives, their journey through the tournament and College World Series, and what this championship meant to them. Thanks for listening. On this episode of Dogs in 3, Ryan Toms was nice enough to give us some of his time and tell us a little bit about his Bulldog story and his his crazy ride uh, to and from the College World Series and how, how all that came about. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy it. Now joining us on Dogs in 3 is Ryan Toms. Ryan, thanks hey. for your time, man. Hey, man. Glad to be here. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm happy to talk to you. Yeah. Um, so I'll be honest. the The season has, you know, it was magical fairy tale. Um, but one of my favorite parts of doing this is hearing each person's story on how they became a bulldog fan. So why don't you tell us your your backstory? And yeah, story. yeah. My story is probably a lot different from anybody's. Uh, that you've talked to so far, I'd say it's kind of similar to Daniel Ross's, but um, you and probably some other people know that um, my dad was in the military when I was born and, and him and my mother actually met at, at uh, Mississippi state. And shortly after he graduated, he joined the military and he was a pilot. Um, so we moved around a lot when I was younger, um, lived in several different places. And in fifth grade, we moved to Carrieville, Tennessee. He uh, got a job at FedEx. And, you know, prior to that, we didn't, you know, games weren't on TV. We didn't listen to it on the radio much. You know, I had a vague idea that uh, they went to Mississippi State, but it just wasn't something that was talked about a whole lot. Because, again, we didn't, you know, weren't able to watch games on TV and all that stuff. So when we moved up there in fifth grade, I think my sixth grade year, we uh, went to the Liberty Bowl and saw uh, it was Memphis State at the time play the Bulldogs. And uh, we went to the game and it was it was a lot of fun. I remember we um, we barely beat Memphis, I believe. And uh, after the game, there was a bunch of uh, college kids raising hell out in the parking lot and, and singing. the We got some dogs up in here chanting. Uh, you know, getting real rowdy, and I was thinking, you know, I, I want to be a part of that. Right. Um, so, so I think that's when it started, and then I believe it was my seventh grade year. My parents decided that they were going to get season tickets for football. And uh, there was a couple other people that lived in our neighborhood that were Mississippi State alumni that had uh, some kids around our age. So we started going up to the games then, and that's that's really, uh, you know, when it started, uh, just getting to the football games. Yeah. Um, all right. So then we'll, we will fast forward and talk about when you got to state and kind of your memories from being in college and, and going to sporting events at state. Yeah, that was another, <laughs> mine's a little bit different in that regard too. Um, I had never been to a, a baseball game before I came to college at duty noble. I'd never been to a basketball game at the hump before that. So I, I do remember, um, going out to that outfield, you know, 
we were Simakai's together and Simakai's had, um, had a, uh, I guess a tail, not, you wouldn't call it a tailgate, what a left field lounge or what have you. Uh, I remember the thing was pretty rickety, uh, but it was built with a, with a lot of love. And I just remember going out to those games and the atmosphere was just absolutely incredible. It was so much different than anything I'd ever experienced. It was different than anything I'd ever seen on TV as far as a, a fan watching experience was concerned. So, um, you know, that, that really got me hooked and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, one thing I remember the most about the left field lounge was, uh, you know, we had built a room below and you had to get your coolers out there real early in the morning uh, or before 12 uh, to put them under there. And so that, that was a big memory is getting those, those coolers full of natural light out there to the, uh, to the left yes. field. Yes. So uh, here's, here's one of the things about duty noble in general and especially the old duty noble like left field lounge in particular so you know people have talked on some of these episodes about like the new dude and you know the fans being right on top and obviously when it's like a super regional regional like every you know just about every fan is like locked in but when you're talking about just like a Super Bulldog weekend Saturday, especially the old dude when sometimes, you know, people in the outfield were so far away from the field. One of the things that's so neat about it is it's an experience that almost uh, like half the people there, there just happens to be a baseball game going on. Yes. Like if you ask them in the seventh inning, what's the score and what inning is it? I mean, I'd venture to say half the people in the outfield couldn't tell you that Matthew that was a hundred percent my experience and when I started listening to these um interviews you were doing I I was kind of reflecting on on games that I saw and you know I don't remember a lot of them at all I don't remember anything big happening I just remember we were kind of just there and hanging out and it was a fun experience but but you're absolutely correct in that I don't remember much about it. Like the baseball game was almost secondary to me at that point, but uh, nonetheless, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, what about is, is football different since, you know, our freshman year, the eight, no start. Do you remember specifics of, of football more so than baseball? Yes, I do. I mean, that, that was big going to the games there. It was in the, you know, the older stadium. I, I don't even think our freshman year we had a, uh, end zone seating. I think that came a little bit later, but you know, that really, I would say got me hooked uh, those first two years of college. Cause we had some really good teams and going out to those games, we were winning. It was fun. The campus was just, you know, had a buzz about it. There was always something going on. Everybody was excited about every weekend and it was really just so much fun and so many, uh, great memories being out there with, with all my friends. And, and, you know, the second two years after that is when we started falling off and I could just tell that the atmosphere and the hype and everything, it was just kind of a totally different, I guess, scene um, when we weren't winning, I guess. So I came into college, we were winning. It was great. So I guess my experience is a lot or, or our experience is a little bit different from some other people's, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's definitely different than baseball for sure. Yeah, so so I have my own theories on this. 
So I'm going to ask you not to go into detail yet on this question that I'm going to ask, but, you know, being, being that you said you hadn't really attended some of these in-person events until you got to state, you know, until you were in college, other than football, um, my perception would be that, let's say like a 2006 Ryan Toms was not like you enjoyed going to the games and you enjoyed pulling for state, but I wouldn't have said my perception would be that you weren't a fanatic. Would you say that that was accurate? Yes, that's, I would say that's very accurate. You know, um, when I left school, it was kind of, I'd go back to some games and it was fun and we'd have a good time. Um, but I will say, uh, I went to law school, you know, and, uh, my roommate during law school was Brad Hutto for two years. And, is he a and, fanatic? And, and Brad is, is, is a fanatic. I'll, I'll say that. Um, he really, you know, every, you know, it'd be a Wednesday night, random Wednesday night. We're just sitting around and he's just getting fired up about a basketball game. And, you know, everything is about state to him. So I really would say that living with him really, um, brought me into my really my fanaticism I guess for Mississippi State Athletics because he was crazy about it something we had in common we had a lot of fun and I'll go just a little bit further you know for after we left law school and you kind of settle, settle into your uh get you know having families and making babies and doing all that kind of stuff um you, you just kind of lose a little bit of that so for me it's definitely um being around people and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess you could say in a sort of a way, I'm can be a fair weather fan at times when we have a lot of success. It just, it, it piques my interest and, uh, you know, it makes me want to keep up with it more. So, right. Yeah. So I'll be honest there. I am, again, my perspective, I am jealous of what I perceive to be your ability to just kind of brush off like a terrible loss right like yes i know that that's like that's normal that's the way i should be like it bothers me that i get so bothered but i appreciate that about you that it seems like you have a great perspective and that this is like this is sports yeah it it is sports and I'll, i'll say this too though as you know i live in oxford and it's when you're there everything is about Ole Miss and um you know everything revolves around that and and being there and being kind of one of the few state fans it's um really made me more of a fan at state because you know I want to do good and I want to you know our teams to have success and it's yeah I don't know it's just kind of a weird dynamic but I think living there has made me even more of a state fan and just that I want our team to be the best you know right right so it's yeah it's just different so so this so i hadn't thought about the brad angle right and that makes a lot of sense like how can you live with that guy and not be like tuned in it's an impossibility right because he's got every game on yes correct okay so my original theory would have been um that because i definitely do feel you know you mentioned you know, you feel like you're a little bit of a Fairweather fan. And we have had some success recently. But as you mentioned, you live in Oxford, right? Reed, yes. you know, whole family, obviously big, big old Miss family. Yes. 
and you have two kids, boy and a girl, and it would be very, very easy for your kids to be Ole Miss fans with, with the Ole Miss family there in town with them, all their friends. But yes. my understanding is you have a pretty big bulldog in your household. Yeah. Talk, I, talk about that. Yeah, I will. Um, and that's been uh, one of the – I would say that's probably the main thing that has really reignited my fandom. When Pierce was young, my parents continued to get season tickets. And, you know, I just decided from an early age – for him that we were going to get to the games and yeah. you know my, my parents had that place over in Columbus for a long time and we'd go stay there and you know they sold it several years back but you know we were at a with a, another parent one time and he was saying I'm, I'm just so surprised that Pierce isn't like the biggest old Miss fan I just said man I've put in the work with him you know <laughs> I, I've, I've taken him to games you know we I'm, I can recall he was probably five years old going to an LSU game that started at 9 30 at night and we went to the game and drove back and you know got home at 2 30 in the morning but you know I've really um really he's really gotten interested in it and we try to make as many football games as we can and so yeah he's a big fan and um you know my daughter's the same way she just you know how daughters are they love their dads and uh they want stuff that they're interested in to um be good for them so you know i've kind of turned her into a little bit of fan too so it's really been fun to share those experiences with them yeah i bet so and not to mention that Marquise, as he's affectionately known yes. uh, to some, yeah, has been a bit of a good luck charm, right? He 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 has, and and that's another thing I would say that um, really we we were lucky to be able to get some season tickets to baseball several years back before they um, redid the dude, and so several weekends I just him and I would go down to Starkville. I, I know one time we stayed with Caleb Luke; it was great, but. Uh, for a while there, I probably took him to about 10-something games in a row, uh, and we won every game that he went to. Uh, <laughs> he went to the game when we clinched the uh, SEC title when uh, Brent Rooker and all them were there. I think we beat uh-huh. Arkansas that night. So, That's right. um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So he, he has been a good luck charm for the most part, uh, especially as it pertains to baseball. Yeah. So And, and then – he he plays baseball as well, so I'm sure yes. just just being around baseball has kind of led to some of that connection to MSU baseball as well. Yes, right. It has. He uh, he he really he's he loves MSU baseball. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. I mean, because to me, that's you know, and every fan base has this. It's not like we're the only fan base who you know have like family stories, but. Um, we're, we're telling our story right now. And, yes. and, you know, I know that's what makes this whole national championship experience so special to so many is the ability to share it with family and friends. And Yeah. Uh, and, and, and before we get into this college, uh, uh, college world series, uh, two years ago, um, you know, we yes. were watching, watching the, uh, the regionals and, and all the stuff that came down to that. And I, I hadn't even been to the dude yet. In fact, the new dude, in fact, this year was the first time I'd actually seen a, a, a game there. Um, I made it to three games this year, but I decided I was going to take them to Omaha and 
that was, you know, I could talk about that for a long time. And um, Talk about had, game one. Okay, we'll talk about game one. So, I've told people this several times. That was the most boring game I think I've ever been to uh, in my life because we we fly there, we get in, you know how it is with a with a kid. He was uh, ten years old at the time, and and we get there, and and it was just such a letdown. So and, this is twenty nineteen. Yes, game one against Auburn. Yes, that's correct. And okay. it, it just seemed like we couldn't get anything going. And, and they were, I believe, up almost the entire game. Uh, and, <laughs> and then that last inning and a half happens. And we end up beating them. And I, I just – we were so ecstatic. I, I think I picked them up just about over my head. And we were just going nuts. And I couldn't believe it. And I was thinking, you know, this is happening. Yeah. Um, we come all on the way Father's here. Day, right? Yeah, on Father's Day. I mean, you cannot yeah. ask for more. So um, that was a big game. Yeah. Um, and, and awesome. It was, was fun. So that was definitely a memory that I'll that I'll always cherish. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so this season, you know, we've we've kind of dug into that a good bit, but yes, as as one that I consider to to have the level head. Tell me your reaction to the meltdown after the SEC tournament. Yeah, the the meltdown to in the SEC tournament, it was just I can't remember exactly what it was. As you know, my son plays uh, travel baseball, as, as a lot of kids do now. And so a lot of times when I'm at these tournaments, I'm bringing my phone, I'm bringing my iPad. Um, so occasionally I'll listen to it wherever I am. But, you know, we absolutely just go there and get drilled. You know, we get beat uh, one to 13, two to 12, I think it was. And I was thinking, along with some of the other series in the in the year, I was thinking we're a good team. I think we could make some noise, but I just don't know if we're elite. Right. You always hear that. I think we're good. We're just not elite. And that's kind of was my feeling after that SEC tournament. But also in the back of my mind, I was thinking we're already in the regionals you know, we're playing for seeding now, I guess, um, which it would have helped to probably uh, win at least one of those games. But, yes, I was I was very concerned. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put yeah. it to you like that. So I'm actually going to backtrack a little bit because okay. this is just a curiosity for me. So so this year, Super Bowl Dog weekend, we play Ole Miss, and we win two out of three. Yes. So what – you know, when you're in Oxford, you know, when, when something like that happens, I, like, I know you're not obnoxious. How, you know, how do you play, how do you play that? Obviously, you're, you're, you're relieved anytime we, like, win the series. But, I, you know, I can just imagine all the, all the chatter you hear yeah. throughout the year and before series. So, I, walk me through that a little bit. Well, so for for I'm fortunate in that the the people that I hang out with that are Ole Miss fans are pretty level headed and and we've had a lot of success against them in baseball. I think the last uh, 19 times we played them, we've won 16 of those. So you know they're they're appreciative of what we have going on in state. I think to an extent, and maybe some wouldn't admit this, they they're a little bit jealous. So you know I try to just stay out of that talk. Yeah. Um, I, I've definitely, you know, when we talked about it, um, 
when Nikhazy shut us down that day, I mean, that guy's just a great pitcher. And so, you know, they got that win and we discussed that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm always just like, let's just win the series. Like in everything yeah. else, it doesn't matter. Let's just get the wins that we need to win and move on. So, um, yeah, I, I like to <laughs> like to definitely um, uh, be successful against them. So it's not yeah. too bad, but, you know, I just I'm just not one of those people that that uh, talk a whole lot about it. Sure. Maybe yeah. maybe uh, at church on Sunday, your chest is just poked out a little bit. More. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Did so? You said you went to three games. Were you at any of the postseason games this year, or just regular season games? Uh, regular season games. So one of them was um, we got tickets from Brad Hutto uh, a couple times, and we went during midweek games. And one of them was actually on Marquise's birthday. And, um, you know, we did the whole thing where you get your picture, uh, his picture put up on the, the Jumbotron out in the outfield. And uh, he loved that. And um, we won those two games. I think we played Southern and then we played um, uh, Sanford. So we beat them both. And the, the third game I went to actually, I sat up in the um, in the left field lofts. A friend of mine in Oxford's father-in-law has one of those condos, and we went up there, and it was the game that we played Missouri on Saturday that we lost 16-8. to eight. Oh, yuck. yuck. So, yes, this is right before we're, you know, we're getting into the end of the season, and I go and see that game. And, again, that's another kind of thing similar to the SEC um, tournament where I was thinking – I don't know what yeah. I don't know about these guys. I just uh, it, it's scary a little bit. Yeah. So so I think I think most people had had that thought going into postseason. I think very few fans, except for just the eternal optimist, thought this is a college world series team. Yes. Yeah. So you know I think going in the regional, we all expect to win based on who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's like you kind of, as a state fan, you just kind of temper your expectations, right? Yes. But then once once you get to the super, it's like a whole different mindset, isn't it? It's like you're you're only disappointed if we yeah. don't make it to Omaha once you get to the super regional. Do you feel the I, same way? Yeah, I feel. I mean, you've got. It's like you know the the goal every year is obviously to Omaha, but in order to get there, you got you got to win your regional, you got to win your super regional, and I'd heard that Notre Dame was a good team. And, you know, that, that first game, it was a close game and it was going back and forth, but, but I knew that they were a good team. And, and I was, in fact, I was in Atlanta that weekend and um, we found a bar called Hooligans to go to that I understood was um, a place where the MSU Bulldog Club had their, like, you know, um, watch parties. Yeah. So I actually sought that out to go watch that game there. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you've got to get there and you're, you're playing good teams at that point. I guess there's 16 teams left. So, you know, it's all on the line there. So it's, um, you got to get through it. Yeah. So, so then the Codswell series, do you, do you remember, were you, uh, kind of in the same place, uh, terms of like town or whatever location when you watch most of them did you have any superstitions kind of yeah. throughout the tournament yeah so um for the 
the, for the Texas game, the first one. And, you know, I, we talked about going to the World Series a little bit, but um, my son and daughter had camp um, that was going to start the weekend in the middle of it. So, you know, we just, I decided I'm, we're not going to go, but um, so we were watching them at home and I was wearing uh, some new, some new state t-shirts that I had acquired. Cause you know, again, like I said, my fandom has peaked now. Uh, we got a good team and so I've got to get some new shirts. So I wore those, wore those, uh, wore those shirts during those games and, you know, watching those games at home, they were tough to watch, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we beat Texas. Um, Bednar came out and just threw a gym and um, we, we, we scratched by them and, and then we played Virginia. And I, I can remember thinking in that game when we were getting no hit so early, you know, for so long, you know, I was absolutely panicking, absolutely yeah. panicking. Yeah. But, you know, was, luckily, fortunately for me, I was at home watching with my family and it was, um, it was good to be able to do that with them. Yeah. Um, so eventually state progresses and your kids are going to camp and what goes through your mind? Yeah, that was, that was an interesting deal. Um, you know, as we've talked about, my son is a big, big fan and, and we, we go up to, uh, hot springs, Arkansas to drop them off at camp. And the Texas game is on that. The, the, we had already lost to them, but the, the, the sec, uh, I guess the third game, um, yeah it's, it's that evening. And so I wanted to leave early so we could get to hot Springs. I could find a place to watch the game. Well, you know how, uh, plans are, they tend to change a lot. And, and so we get into town and the game starts and I'm listening on the radio XM radio and we're getting up in the, up in the mountains and it starts going out and I'm just, (laughs) I'm furious. I'm driving. I want to get there. So we eventually get to the hotel and, and, and my, my wife is like, Hey, um, we're all going out to eat. All the parents and the kids are getting dropped off. And I said, I, I'm not going out to eat. I, I don't know if this place has a TV. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stay at the hotel. I'm going to order pizza. I'm, I'm just not going to go. And so my son said, well, I'm not going either. I want to stay here. Yeah. So we watched that game in uh, a hotel in hot Springs and we're just, you know, great game. We were going bananas. And we won the game, and I can remember jumping around in the hotel, and my son just, you could tell he was on the verge of tears. Um, and that evening and the next morning, um, he he cried each time for about 30 minutes. And I'm talking about, you know, uncontrollable crying, saying, I want to go to the World Series. Yeah. And so my wife and I are sitting in Hot Springs. We paid a lot of money for them to go to camp, and we were considering letting him skip camp and go to go to the college world series but you know um i think cooler has prevailed and we decided to let him stay there because we didn't know if we were going to get there and be be you know two and a queue yeah yeah and and so i didn't want to um take him out of camp for that so we decided to um to to leave him there uh as well as my daughter and um head back and make plans to go to the to the world series for the finals so yeah so talk talk about those plans because some of them were a little up in the air right yeah yeah so we um we didn't know how we were going to get there how we're going to get back and uh, my brother-in-law has some customers that are huge mississippi state fans and he 
basically was like, I'm going to take them up to Omaha. So we're going to use um, a company uh, jet to go. And uh, I think I've got two seats, but I might just have one. I'll just let you know. So I was kind of planning on who I could bring with me. And my wife was just thinking, well, why don't you go? Just go. And then I said, well, why don't you go? You don't have anything to do for a week. So she said, that sounds good. So we ended up getting two seats on the plane. Um, we flew in the day of the game, of the first game, got there about two o'clock and um, we went and checked into the hotel and everything and got to the game. So that was just a perfect setup. You know, we, the flight is an hour and 15 minutes. We didn't have to drive up there. And, um, but we still didn't know how we were going to get back. So we, we figured that out later. Um, yeah. So but, what, so what was the deal? They were just staying for like one game or. Yes. So his, uh, the company needed a pl- the plane for something else. So it had to head back the next day. So I just said, well, we'll stay here and we'll figure out how to get home later. <laughs> I love <laughs> because, that. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Uh, okay. So, so game one is obviously just a big dud or, did you have any like feelings of regret after game one? Yeah. I mean, you know, you go in there and, and I, I got there pretty easy and you make all these plans and you spend money and you go and sit in there in the first inning, you know, <laughs> That's right. Um, That's right. The, the first inning, I think um, McLeod hit two people with a pitch. Uh, he walked a couple people uh, and they had several hits. So it was almost like it was over before it started. Was there a part of you that thought about just going back with everybody else after that? No, no. In fact, you know, I, I left the game and we had already gotten tickets for the first and second game because luckily, um, you know, and I know you've talked about this with some other people. Uh, somebody mentioned on our group me text messaging that if you're thinking about going to the finals, go ahead and try to get tickets now. So we got tickets for pretty cheap. So I said, we're leaving the stadium and I'm, I'm very upset. And um, I just told my wife, and she's really held me to this. I said, man, if we can just, you know, get through this thing and win this thing, I will be in a good mood for a year. But just a year. <laughs> I was like, I'll be a good, in a good mood. So we go back to the hotel, and, and, and Brett Bailey and Baker Harrington are staying there as well. And we, we go to the, uh, the bar, and it's pretty crowded, and, and people seem optimistic and upbeat. And so we just start saying dogs in three, you know. I mean, that's yes. all you can say at that point. So I just right. figured we'd, we'd stick it out because we'd already, we'd already. All right. There's one other thing I have to work in here. So some would say that you could be considered a modern day Samson with the powers that your hair has. Can, can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, a modern day what now? Samson. Uh, <laughs> Samson. <laughs> Is that right? Who's the guy with the, the cut off his hair and he lost his power in the Bible? Oh, is that right? Yes. Well, I, <laughs> I, I cut off some of my hair, um, but I started growing out a mullet. Um, yeah. Early in March is baseball season. I just turned 40. Um, so, you know, in that, that first game I was thinking about, I had on a, a collar shirt and all prim and proper, and I just threw that out the door for the second game. I went back to the T-shirts that worked during yes. the uh, Texas game and the Virginia game. And I went with those and it was, it was time to get dialed in, just get locked in and ready uh, to, to watch some, some games be won by our, by our favorite team. Yeah. 
so game two, I imagine, I know it was a really late game. I imagine it was a pretty good party after, after that one as well. Yes. Yes. We had a, we had a good time that evening. Um, we stayed out a little later than I had wanted to. Um, and, and that, that was a great game. I mean, it was fun to watch. We were, we were locked in, um, you know, some things went our way and we ended up just beating the mess out of them. And prior to that, you know, the, the night before, uh, when we had lost that game, I believe had they not had that, that, that big inning in the first, we would have outscored them two to one. I think if I remember correctly. So at that point, I'm thinking, you know, we can play with these guys and we can beat these guys. Um, but, but more than that, you know, I, I was worried about the next day because we didn't have tickets yet. And I know that was a, a big deal. So we get back in that night, stayed up a little later and I, my eyes woke up. I just woke up at five thirty in the morning, the day of the game three and was thinking I got to get tickets. Yeah. So there was no time to enjoy game two that, I mean, right. we're talking about like eight hours to enjoy it before the anxiety sets in about where there's, this is the last game. I don't have tickets yet. I want to have fun because I'm in Omaha. So just an absolute range of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So at what point do you start working on figuring out how you're going to get home? Um, so <laughs> Reed decides, my wife decides that she's going to start putting some stuff out on Facebook and some other social media um on some other platform saying we don't have a ride home. We don't know how we're getting home. And eventually um, my, my brother's wife, her brother. So it's his brother-in-law sends us, uh, sends her a message and says, Hey, look, we're coming up today for uh, we're coming up tonight for the game. I guess it was Tuesday night late. And so we found a ride home. So nice. yes, we, we found a ride home. That was, that was another thing that was giving me anxiety. Like, I don't know how we're getting home. We, we were looking for, um, there was no rental cars in Omaha. There were no flights out of Omaha. And in my, in my mind, I was thinking if I have to rent a U-Haul truck to get home, that's what I'm going to do. If we so, win, it'll be worth it. Yes. If we don't, you'll never hear the end of it. Oh, correct. Yes, no doubt about it. So, so we were we were scrambling to get uh, get ourselves home as well. So that was a, a, another another thing that was that was a little worrisome. And and I remember game three day. It was ten o'clock. We had just spent a bunch of money. We finally got a ticket online, and and it was a pretty penny. But that was over with, and it. 10 30 i said it's time to drink a beer yeah um, and get started doing that so you know that yeah. a, a wave of just relief came over me when we had a ride home and we've got tickets and now it's time to focus on the game yeah yeah so uh you were in the outfield crew for game three right yes yeah, so in the outfield i was sitting uh like a section over from Brad Hutto, after the second inning, I believe, he said there's a whole row behind us that's open. So we went and sat back there, and, 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 you know, JP was around there with his family and Bennett Witcher and his family. So we kind of settled in for the duration over that over there. Yeah, so so how much of a party was, was the end of that game? The end of the game was, was incredible. Um, you know, I – when we were up five to nothing, baseball is a weird sport in that, you know, you get uh, some 
you get three people on base and somebody comes up and they just hit a, uh, you know, grand slam, they're back in it. Right. So I'm just, I'm a state fan. Uh, I'm, you're never comfortable until it's out of reach. And I think after that Kellen Clark home run, like I said, like an awesome wave of relief just comes over you and you're thinking, this is, this is good. This is happening. Yeah. And I'm out here and experiencing it. And, you know, it was a big party, but there was so many people around me and that you could see just visibly just sh- shaken that right. we were winning this thing, like these grown 60 year old men crying and, you know, it's a party, but it's just, it's just a weird, it's just a range of emotions again. And yeah. it's, it's just almost hard to, um, to, to comprehend what's going on. You're winning the national championship, but it, you just can't believe it. Yeah. So, um, that, that was just an absolutely incredible experience and just so much fun. Something I always, um, always remember and, and um a, it was almost anticlimactic and and in that i thought that it was going to be one of these games where it's you know six to five or something and you know we win with a home run or something like that and i just break down and lose it but you know i was i was really happy and and it was um and i, I think i liked it that that way because it um saved me from having a heart attack or some other kind of a problem yeah, that's yeah. right yeah that's right and i know that that I saw you after the game. We just happened to run into each other. Yeah. And big, big bro hugs all around. Oh, and huge. Yeah. But we, we shared the same sentiment. Like, yes, it's so awesome. But man, I wish our boys were here. That's right. That's right. And that, that's, you know, that's why I'm glad you got into uh, my son and, and having to leave him and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and I know you've, ask people about who they'd like to to have watched that game with i'd say my brother and my dad for sure uh neither of them could make it for um various reasons but you know i, I know he would have loved to been there so i think that was a another thing that was kind of you know i was happy that we won but it was almost bittersweet because i know he would have just just loved to have been there um yeah. but nonetheless he's happy he's uh i think uh, he's gotten about seven college world series shirts nice, and, uh, nice. I don't see that ending anytime soon. Yeah. And I mean, as many have alluded to, you know, you've, you've got to think that, that now that the, the glass ceiling has been broken, that, that there's absolutely more, more opportunities for our kids and everybody else's kids or family then get to enjoy it to, to do the same one day. For sure. For sure. I, I feel that, um, you know, now that, again it was always like the stage was too big for us for some reason and you know that that email you sent out about all the different times we've we've gotten close but just for whatever reason couldn't do it um you know to me that's over with now and um i think you know the guys that go out there and play will have more confidence and you know some people somebody's done it before them so um they know that anything's possible so definitely I, i feel like you know, we'll be back there and uh, hopefully you and I will hug it out right outside of TD Ameritrade again. And our kids will, will be there with us. That's right. They can be there to laugh at us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Old men hugging on each other, crying. That's right. Yeah. Well, Tom's, I appreciate it, man. This has yeah, been fun. Man. I enjoyed it. Uh, thanks a lot for doing all this. And uh, it's all my homies out there. Hell state. That's right. All right, brother. Talk to you all soon. Right. All right. Bye-bye.
The Dogs and Three podcast is sponsored by Commercial Stationery Company in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. They've been in the office supply and printing business for 50 years and would enjoy providing you and your company with all of your office and printing needs. Hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for listening.